Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It's Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Strategy with Jason. Today, I have a very special guest with me. I don't know if you guys recognize this guy. You guys recognize this guy? This is the one, the only, the oh-so-famous Mr. Mike the Car Guy Correra. Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Did I say your last name right, by the way? You did. Okay. (laughs) It's the Italian version. If it was spilled with an A, Carrera, nobody would mess it up. But the O throws people off. It's all right. It means the same thing. It means race. Well, Mike, thanks for taking the time to come jam with me on this beautiful Las Vegas afternoon. It's an honor. It's an honor. Like I said uh, when I got in the car, longtime fan. First time I've had the opportunity to sit in the seat with you. This is pretty cool. Yeah, man, this is going to be a lot of fun. Hey, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now and uh, kind of don't know how you got started in the podcast or started in the industry, I always like kicking off these podcasts, all right, with a little origin story because I'm always super fascinated to find out how people got started in the industry. So, Mike, how did you get started in this crazy little world we call the automotive industry? The car business. Uh, <laughs> when I graduated high school, I um, was a, a mechanic looking for work and my uncle worked at Cerritos Ford in Southern California got me a job as a tune-up technician for a Ford dealer mm-hmm. and I started to make friends with uh, the sales guys out front and in my opinion you know they were just jerking around all day they dressed nice they weren't <laughs> greasy they didn't smell like gas and they weren't shy about bragging how much money they were making I'm like what am I doing like, busting I my doing knuckles anything? burning my skin so I put down my tools put on a tie it mm-hmm. all went downhill from there um, that was that was in the early uh, early 90s. I've been at this 90s, for well man. over 30 years. You've been at this for a while. So you you know what? This would be kind of a cool, since you've been in the business for such a long time and you've seen kind of how the industry has gone through these kind of ebbs and flows and these ups and down waves, I'd love to kind of get your take on just like the current just environment of the automotive industry. Like you said, <laughs> I've seen some ups and downs, but nothing, nothing like we're seeing right now. Right? You know, I stepped out of the showroom uh, four years ago and uh, took a job working with a DMS company mm-hmm. now. So I'm not in the showroom working at the sales desk, but I'm in the showroom talking to the sales managers, talking to the GMs. I have um, nearly 40 stores that I consult with and work with and it's still in my blood and I, I feel really, really bad for the salespeople in general. Not the sales managers or the GMs mm-hmm. in, per se because we all know they're making more money than they've ever made before. That is very true. But the sales guys, you know, I know stores that have slimmed down their sales force because they don't have a lot of cars in stock. Yep. So why have 10 guys on the floor when you got 60 cars on the lot? You only need four guys to sell the volume of cars. 100%. That, do a lot more with a lot less. So a lot of guys, you know, are, are struggling salespeople wise. Yeah. You know, that's funny because, you know, I mean, I put a post out there recently, right? Kind of talking a little bit about this. And it was interesting to see how many salespeople were like, no, we're really, really hurting. The industry's really, really hurting. And I'm like, I'm like I, I consult with many, many, many dealerships and we have never seen profit right. levels like this before. So the guys you know, signing the checks the guy, are making more money than they've ever made before. But I still think for the sales guys, there's a lot to be made there. And you know, I, I, I know very, I know a lot of successful salespeople, and oh, I find definitely. the key to them, the key to their success, is that they've always maintained a solid retention strategy. You know, they they weren't the ones that were waiting for the ups at the door. Right. You know, they maintained amazing relationships, you know, with their customers, and their customers just 
are keep coming back. And those are the ones that are still there. Yeah. The ones that were out in the, the front in the pity pot waiting for the up to come in. Yeah. And then having to bring them to the salesperson they asked for. Anyways, those were the ones that were easy to cut when they were slimming the staff. 100%. You know, they needed to get rid of those guys, get rid of the greeters on the lot, <laughs> uh, and just keep the professionals. But believe it or not, there are stores, um, and I can't get myself in trouble by saying which ones, but <laughs> there are stores that are not sharing that addendum or that markup that they're charging mm-hmm. equally with the salespeople. You know, if a sales guy is on a 20% commission, they're 20% up to MSRP, but then a smaller percent above MSRP. So you, yep. if you hold that gross and you're not getting paid on it, that's kind of a kick in the teeth, you know? It is. Um, but I think it's, it's you know, in the industry, we've always kind of used this phrase of, you know, working at a car dealership is like operating your own business. It's kind of like the barbershop model, right? Like you're renting the desk and what you make of it is up to you. Now, do you think that statement is still true today? Yes and no. I okay. mean, it, it depends. It's, it's not as easy to, to find a better opportunity as it once mm-hmm. was. That's true. It is, it's, 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 getting a lot, it's getting harder out there. But so if, if you were to maybe give some advice to someone who's new and thinking about getting into the business, all right, so they, they, they're not in the business, they don't have years and years of, of clients and customers that they can go back to. What advice would you give to somebody who's new and thinking about getting in the business? To really research the store. Um, mm. Don't just take an opportunity, you know, if you see an ad in the paper or something online, don't just go in with your sales license and, and start selling cars, especially if you're not familiar with the business. Mm-hmm. Find out, you know, the, there's a mood in a store. I know you can walk into yes. a store and tell how successful that store is before you even see their books or before you talk to the GM. You can, sure. just, you can sure. feel it. Well, there's, there's, a, there's culture. a culture. There's yeah, a, there's, there's a an culture. attitude. There's 100%. a there's an excitement. Those stores that are rocking and everybody's you know smiling and feeling good, that's the the organization you want to be a part of because mm-hmm. there's a reason the sales guys on the front line are feeling good. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with interviewing the the job that you're looking for as much that's as they're interviewing point. you. Yeah, I like that. I mean, think you know, about how long has your salespeople been here? What, you know, let me talk to the longest guy that's been on your sales floor. Even it's a little bit intimidating when you're just starting off. You don't want to ask the wrong questions or maybe lose an opportunity. But sure. you want to make sure it's the right opportunity too. You know, you are investing in yourself. If you're going to consider this like mm-hmm. your own business, mm-hmm. you want to start your business and you know, plant your flagpole in the right yard. Go talk to that sales guy. Find out why he's been there for a long time. And I think that's a good point. I mean, I think, and I think anybody else that's watching or listening that, you know, is a GM or a dealer principal level, it's like, how do you make your business right now attractive to new talent? All right. Because look, here's the bottom line. Yes, we're in an inventory shortage. It's not, but it's a shortage. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a period of time. All right. And I think the most progressive dealers out there that I know are understanding that it's a period of time. And they're getting themselves prepared for one. They're using this time to get ready for the good times that are coming back. They're making sure that they're training like madmen. If you're not with a customer, you should be trying to get a customer. And if you're Mm -hmm. not doing one of those, you should be bettering yourself so that when you have that customer, you're ready to go. Used Mm -hmm. to be, you know, a salesperson would get to work. uh, If he was on at eight, he'd get there at like, you know, five minutes to eight with his tie in his hand, (laughs) go to the restroom, put his tie, get a cup of coffee, stop and talk to the receptionist. You know, by the time... (laughs) He was in the mood to get to work. It was 8.30, quarter to 9. Yeah. And then in good times, when customers were all over the place, he would maybe burn through the first up just to get in the mood to sell a car. You know, oh, that guy wasn't going to buy a car. Now I'm ready. Let's, let's bring a customer in. You're 100% right. We have to be on our A game now all the time. Like, it, it's, it's not an option. And, you know, I definitely find that, you know, some of the 
the more successful salespeople out there are planning for the future. They're, they're creating the bank, all right? They're putting in those orders or those reservations, right? And they're, they're looking at, yep, in April, May, June, July, I'm gonna have, yes, that's gonna be there. And it's, I, I hope that that mentality doesn't go away. Because- We know it will though. Ah, Mike. <laughs> all right, well, so then there's the question, like how do we, make it stick how do we keep that mentality if of like let me let me <laughs> let me keep banking let me keep moving forward like you know it's like so often we're just so focused on just that 30-day cycle you know but if you think about it, some of the best salespeople i know don't think about it in 30-day cycles right. right they think about them in like ordering cycles build out cycles like they know that it's going to come march and that's when their you know f-150s are showing up and this and has forced us to to adjust yeah. that yeah and the good salespeople out there are, are cultivating their audience be it online with the multitude of social media tools that are available. Mm -hmm. if, if I would have had social media when I was a salesperson, I probably would have stayed a salesperson. I would not have been <laughs> okay, chasing those titles and moved up because I could have made all the money I wanted to be as successful as I wanted to be. Yeah. And and at five o'clock when my shift is over, go home. If my day off is Saturday, I'm going to have enough sales. I don't have to work my day off. I can enjoy my time, you know? That's that's what I would have been doing is, is using the tools of technology to build my customer base rather than my little Rolodex with the three by five cards, <laughs> sending out birthday cards, sending out anniversary vehicle cards. And but you're 100% right. I mean, I think about it right now, like I have a social presence right now and it's like if I had even a fraction of the social presence I have right now when I was a salesperson, I'd be dangerous. Right. You know, I, I'm... I'm doing me wrong. I was a good salesperson. I wasn't always the greatest one, but I was always, you know, in that top five, yeah. you know, consistently. Same here. Um, but man, so, okay, so let's do this. So let's talk a little bit about some of the tools that people do have at their disposal now. What would be one or two that really gets you excited? It's like, oh man, yeah, I only had that. If I had to narrow it down right now, I think Instagram is a really, really powerful tool for okay. salespeople uh, in general, you know, and, and there's a couple ways to look at it. Let me back up. In okay. 2005, mm -hmm. we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have all these things. I was a sales manager and I was given the task to, of taking over an internet sales department that was kind of underperforming. Yep. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't a fan of internet sales. I had just come from a dealership where I literally fired the internet sales manager because I was <laughs> I was that old school guy. You know, the internet is like a phone, just get him into the dealership. Yep. And we fought so much, I fired him. So then I fast forward to the next dealership. The GM says, hey, Mike, I need you to take over this internet department. Yeah. I'm like, what? No, <laughs> no I Karma. don't want to do that. <laughs> so I had to kind of wash off my brain of all the mm -hmm. preconceived notions I had. And I was trying to figure out how I could use the internet for more than just sending emails or reading about something and learning something. Okay. I came across a site called LinkedIn, <laughs> 2005. I, was, I looked at it. I, I set up a profile. I thought, well... If I was selling copiers, you know, That's where I was going into too, yeah. business to business kind of stuff, because mm -hmm. this tells me a business, how many employees, that kind of, I could see it being a value, but business to consumer, like for a car dealer, I don't yeah. know. So I didn't really do a whole lot with it. I left that dealership and went to a Chrysler Dodge Jeep dealer. And a couple of days after I'm there, one day I, I get the email from LinkedIn, you know, mm -hmm. and I rem rem remembered it. So I thought, let me just update it. <laughs> sure enough, the next day, a guy sends me a direct message on LinkedIn. Hey, Mike. We're connected in LinkedIn. I see you're at a Chrysler Dodge Jeep store yeah. now. We've been looking for Grand Cherokee. Would it be worth the drive from Lancaster out to Victorville to see you? By all means, come on down and see me. So I ended up selling a vehicle, not intending to, yes. but using that networking 
you know, it, it kind of evolved from yeah, that. But, th- but that's a really good point, though. I mean, you think about this. I mean, like, when, when we started selling cars, all right, you only had so many ups that would come through in a dealership in a day, right? And then if you were really aggressive and you were smart, you'd go work the service lane, all right? And you'd try to grab a few more there. But to your point, though, I mean, LinkedIn, Instagram, Meta, I'm still getting used to calling it better. Oh, I won't. Getting, you won't. I was going to be Facebook. I get, I get to talk to Bob Lanham later this week, so I'm like, I'm keep practicing. You got to say meta. I got to keep saying meta. I got to keep saying meta. But I can prospect so much, so fast, so easily. But that's not a part of training. Like, where do I? I, I don't. See, it was but, for me. What? As a sales manager, okay. that was that was an integral part of my training. And I, I encourage social social prospecting. I was not afraid oh, of it. There are so okay. many GMs that are afraid of their salespeople playing around on Facebook all day. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But if you guide them and show them, I know something actually blocked it off off the. I know plenty desktops, of dealers that did the right. same thing. <laughs> yeah, and believe it or not, I've talked to a GM that had the the dealership locked down. You know, the firewalls all set yeah. so they couldn't do it on the PCs. And I told them one day, I go look at outside. You got seven guys standing around. Five of them are on their phone. What do you think they're looking at right now? <laughs> Exactly. Well, they're probably on Facebook. Playing, yeah. So do you think you helped yourself by blocking it off of the, the PCs? Come on. This is, at the time it was like 2019, but I mean, it's not so 1960 it, where you can control things. As a sales manager, when I went to work in the morning, I would check in. Yes. You know, on Facebook. And it wasn't like I was advertising. I would just say, you know, it's a great day. It's beautiful outside or whatever. Or I'd take a picture of a cool car that just came in. Mm-hmm. And I would just share that. I wasn't like ramming it down my network's throat. And that's what a lot of salespeople got, would give me as pushback. I don't yes. want to, you know, be beating everybody over the head that I work for a car dealer. But then don't. Do what you're comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. If you like cars and you're sharing pictures of cars, why not share a picture of a car and then check in at your, while you're at the dealership? Because mm-hmm. it'll just say ABC Motors. And that'll just, when someone's ready for a car, they know that you work at ABC Motors and they're probably going to come and contact you. It's true. It's just like a quick, it's a quick little reminder. That's actually, that's a cool little strategy. It's a constant reminder. Well, you know, I'm thinking of like social, social selling, right? And, you know, I get a lot of really bad social selling and, you know, it's like I connect with someone and then within five seconds of me making that connection, hey, Jason, so you want to increase your business by 250%? I see we're in the same industry. Let me tell you, yeah, let me (laughs) share my secrets with you. um, I find that there are some salespeople that are attempting to do social social selling, but that's the model that they're taking. Just go straight for the throat. Right. And they're not trying- And they're missing the word social. Yeah, they're not exactly. They're not trying to be social. That's they're not trying to connect. They're, they're 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 using it as a broad, as a commercial. Mm-hmm. I put it this way in a sales meeting one day. I said, you know, when you walk into a, a bar or club and there's music playing, <laughs> and you and you see your friends, you don't like walk into the middle of a club and hold up your business card and say, everybody, everyone, I work in the car business. I got low interest rates and big rebates. My name is Joe. Come see me. That, that's not how you do it. <laughs> I don't know. It could work though. What's that? What's that app, uh, Austin? That you know when you're Austin goes to clubs. So I can ask Austin. Ah, uh, you know, you know when, when you got to like put. You, you're trying to ask someone a question. It's super loud and it just like pulls up <laughs> on your phone. You're like, are you busy tonight? Can I just put up there? I sell cars. That, anybody interested? That could be used. <laughs> Would that work? But if you if you're like let's say you're at the bar, you know, and there's a game going on, and you're talking to the person next to you. Oh yeah, he nice shot, or yeah. they kicked a field goal or something. You're getting to know that person at the end of the conversation. Hey, by the way, I work yeah. in the car business. Here's my card. If you ever need anything, 
that's that's being social, and that's the same that, as you should do it online. There's you know, no real difference. That word "social" is is there for a reason. It's, it's a two-way conversation. It's not just broadcasting and throwing information out there. And, and there are always. I was thinking about this. You know, one of the first dealerships I worked at, um, I was actually kind of annoyed by it. They all made us buy these jackets, right? And that you know, like a, there was a summer jacket or kind of a fall jacket, and then there was kind of a winter jacket, that kind of thing, right? Salespeople, salespeople, we had to pay, pay for them. And they were cheap. I mean, they were 150, 150, 160 bucks. And I was like, ah, that's kind of annoying. But I was never going to buy another jacket. So I just wore it all the time. Whenever I was out, I was at the movie theaters, I was shopping, I just, that was the jacket I just wore all the time. But now since I think back on it, I can't tell you how many people stop and go, oh, so you work there? Right? I mean, it would just be you a little bit of You were branding before it was a thing. Before, before, and I didn't, even, I didn't even know it, but I mean, this is kind of the digital version of that, is, is, is just being out there. But I, like we said earlier, and I want to dive a little deeper in this, the first the first goal should be to connect, right? Not sell. So let's. How do how do you do that? Like let's let's go a little farther. And how what are some good strategies of connecting with people versus just flat out trying to sell them? To me, it's not selling; it's sharing. Okay. Everyone alive right now has a social network. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a, f- a following. Everyone has fans. Everyone has a, a group that they are connected with. Mm-hmm. If you're coming into this industry, the first thing you do is just share. Yeah. And you don't make a thing out of it and people sometimes will feel uncomfortable about it but say hey just wanted to let everybody know I'm starting a new gig in the car business I'm gonna try to help as many people as I can get a great deal and you know the nice thing about being in the car business is you have someone that you can that you know you know that you're not walking in to some strange person so if I can help you in any manner let me know that's gonna initial initiate just conversation Mm -hmm. right off the bat and then it's just a, a repetition and like I said, the easiest way to rip, to keep it going is those check-ins. I, I like the check-ins. Um, and I think it's not even just even check-ins just with your own dealership too, but it's 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 being part of groups, you know? Oh yeah. Then, I was working with a salesperson uh, a few weeks back and they're like, I'm trying to build my brand. Can you give me some advice? And I'm like, okay. And I started talking to them a little bit. I'm like, well, well, tell me a bit about your brand. Well, I sell Chrysler products. And, I said, no, 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 that's that's not your brand. That's that's what you do for a living. And that's cool and all, but like, no, your brand is you as an individual, right? What what do you like to do, right? Turns out the guy's a total sneakerhead. All right. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, there's, I don't understand that's that too much. That's a whole subculture like, yeah. There's a bunch of communities around that, right? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm a part of this, and I go to this. And I said, okay, well, cool. Well, so tell me more about that. He's like, well, I'm a part of this group, and we go on these webinars, we talk stuff, we trade shot, we like trade like live, right? I said, okay, cool. Do, do they know that you work in the business? No. I said, well, there you go. I said, you just need to find yourself a community where you can bring value, um, and then at a point, they need to know what you do for a living. Because right? in addition, you don't, you don't sell shoes. Yeah, you don't sell shoes for a living. They probably drive. Hundred <laughs> percent. I would assume so. Yes. <laughs> they don't wear those expensive shoes. They drive. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then that once I, once I explained to him, he's like, "Oh, okay, now I get it." And you know, he's he's figuring it out. He's able to, he's tapping into his community, all right, his online social community, and he's going to prospect and build some business out of that. Um, Salespeople and dealerships. I think sometimes dealerships, in general, mm-hmm. as a business, miss the social aspect. They think yes, we have to just pay a third party vendor to to blast. Just just put up our inventory, put up specials. Mm-hmm. You know, back in my day, the GM, when it was a slow day, he would come by and go, we need to do an email blast. Just send an email blast. 
I've never sold a car based off of an email. We didn't send one at two o'clock and then six o'clock I got, hey, I got your email, I'm here. Let's, let's make a deal. What's going on? You know, that's not how it works. It's being social. Um, the reason I, I mentioned uh, Instagram is just people are, are visual creatures. Yes. That's, that's why it's such a popular platform. Yep. People like to look at pictures. With a business, you can do the same thing with your most powerful tool, that's your, your Google business profile. It For used sure. to be called Google My Business. Before that, it was you know Google Business. It's, it's been called a lot of things, but I don't think a dealers in general are really, really taking advantage now, of they don't powerful. Quite need to, they don't know how to take advantage of that real estate yet. It's, it's, and the best part is it's free. Well, yes, of course. And it's For now. another place <laughs> where you can really take advantage of people's visual tendencies. I've got a, a friend of mine at a dealer that I work with He's getting 350 plus thousand picture views every 28 days. You know how Google oh, yeah, is 28 yeah, days? Yeah, 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 yeah. Over 300,000 views. That's huge. And there is a connect. I can't say that there's a, a dot to dot connection to the 1,800 phone calls, yeah. to the 4,000 website visits, to the 1,600 requests for directions. And to me, request for direction is a strong uh, performance indicator because if someone's yes. going to click for directions, even if they say, oh, that's too far for me, there's still an intent. There's a reason they want to know how to get to your dealership. For sure. So 1,600 clicks for directions and 1,800 phone calls, 4,000 clicks to the website, that's strong traffic. That's free. Well, what what you share, I think, in those images is super important. Sure. All right? And, you know, I see a lot of dealerships, they're a Honda dealership. So they just throw a bunch of images of Hondas on there. I'm like, guess what? Everybody knows you're a Honda dealership. It says ABC Honda. All right, in the title of it, right? I, I think what people are missing the opportunity is where it's like, no, this is where you can actually show who you are as a company, not just the product behind it, you know? So I see some dealerships are doing a great job of highlighting staff, talking about community, community events and stuff like that. Actually, you know, that's one thing as an industry, there are some dealerships that do amazing, amazing jobs at it. Right. And then some that still try to f struggle struggle to figure it out. You know, I think the sponsoring the local hockey team is being in the community. But that's not, that's just, that's just being a part of it. To right. be in it, you need, you need to be in it. And I think there's still a lot of things that we can learn about that. And I don't, look, I know we're getting towards the tail end of our time today, and there's probably a lot more we still need to talk about here. Uh, but before, this has been awesome. I appreciate it. This has it. been a lot of fun. But for everyone out there watching and listening um, who maybe want to continue some of the conversation that we've had you know, today and like to connect with you, what, what's the best way to do so? Um, you can find me on Twitter at MikeTheCarGuy1. You can find me on Instagram, MikeTheCarGuy. You can find me at MikeTheCarGuy.net. I'm pretty much, just put in Mike the car just guy and Google me. Awesome. Hey, Mike, thanks so much for doing this, man. This was a lot of fun. Pleasure. Really an it. honor, man. I appreciate it very, very much. Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.